your night goggles and get to digging, my fellow neighborhood freaks. Because we are coming to you live from the ditches of Route 3 with one hot and fresh carcass of an episode. And you know we can't bury this thing alone. If you are upset by Rat Kings, then strap in, John. Because this episode, we are taking hobby collectors to a whole new level of nightmare. In a segment straight out of Hosier's wet dreams, local ghoul woman Grace is taking you into her vulture lair to teach you all about the innards and outs of animal bone collecting. She'll tell you what materials you need, how to get started, and explain why anyone would do this in the first place. Then, to liven things back up, we are sharing devastating ADHD quirks, childhood movie traumas, and mischievous pizza secrets from our youths that we are almost sorry about, but not quite. They said that we'd grow out of it. Well, the joke's on them, that's just our brains. We're eccentric, loud, and stubborn. And most of our clothing is covered in stains. It's not a deficit of attention. There's just too much to think about. So if executive dysfunction becomes a little too much, if you forgot why you came in this room, or you're hypersensitive to touch, then put on your seamless socks, and come join our little flock. Bitches stimming together, we're weirds of a feather, weirds of a I think we could just start it mm-hmm. since we'll have a lot of mm-hmm. silly stuff on this one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, warm silly up. stuff. The we're silly doing... warm-up cue is good for ooh, ooh. serious topics. Serious, serious, serious. Now we're warm. Yeah. I'm warm. I'm so warm. I'm I'm actually a little chilly, but I'm warm enough. Good. I got my, my podcast vest on, so I feel warmer. You do. Yeah, I wish it had sleeves, but I guess that doesn't make it a vest. <laughs> That's the whole thing about a vest, you know? Yeah. You just, are you going to need sleeves or is it just the core temp that you're after? Yeah. Uh, ah, this is my best facts. Best, best <laughs> investigation? <laughs> well, this is... Yeah. Are, are, let's just, yeah. I'm just... I'm in the wet. All so. right. Let's just jump right on in. Yeah. I've, I'm already in. Get in. Welcome to Weirds of a Feather, an ADHD adjacent podcast. I'm your host, Kristen. And I'm your host, Grace. Uh, this is part two, second episode, new format. Part two, just segs. Exciting. Big, big stuff. Big stuff. And wouldn't you know it, we're starting something new. Yeah. We got a new seg for you. Instead of little accomplishments, we're doing something a little different. Yeah. We're, we want to kind of, you know, alternate. We like new fun stuff. Yeah. And we felt like it. Who doesn't like new segments, right? Yeah. Right. This segment's going to be called This Is Who I Am Now. And it's going to kind of reflect uh, how we tend to go into hyper-focus mode on something weird and change our whole personality and outlook on life based on this one new thing. Yeah. And we're like, whether it's like a job change or a new outfit style or a show you're really into or like a hobby you're really into, it's like we discover this thing that we're really excited about. And it's like, well, now this is my personality. This is everything. Yep. You want to get into it? Yeah. Let's try our brand new song that we just wrote. Yeah. This time it's different. Everything has changed. This is who I am now. 
All right, maybe it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. We're noodling on it. Yeah, we we uh, yeah we're noodling on it. It took us quite a bit to get the hobby collector song down. I was gonna so. say it's no hobby collector. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 worse than pizza secrets, but better than hobby collectors is uh, where I'm gonna put you it. You know what a range, but yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a big range. Yep. Someone's yep. gonna fall in between. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, we get a noodle on it a little bit, but for now, placeholder right yep. here. All right, Kristen, tell us who you are now. What new thing have you discovered that has totally transformed your personality? Yeah, my personality, my life, my dreams, my hopes, my wishes. Yep. Stardew Valley, new video game. All right. Uh, imagine Animal Crossing, but with humans. Oh. Uh, you're a little person on a little farm, and you slowly work your way up. Christopher and I just bought a couple of goats and chickens last night, so big day. Big things. Big things are happening. And now you're a virtual goat farmer? Cows, goats, chickens... And we're making mead, and we're Ooh. making jellies, and we're harvesting maple syrup. It's it's crazy. <laughs> we're like full-on farmers now. It's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. That's who you are now. Yeah, that's who I am now. Oh, I was going to say more things, but I'll save it for my quirks. Okay. Okay. That's it. Oh. Um, what What is, what are, who are you now? <laughs> who am I? Who are you now? I am... A person who wears robe mumu dresses now. You're wearing one right now. It's I beautiful. I am. You took my breath away a little bit this morning I also when I saw you. took the breath of an older woman away on our walk where she wanted to know where I got my robe. Yeah, she like ran up to you. I was a little nervous. I thought it was going to be like a Karen incident, but she ended up being lovely. I knew what she was here for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was it, like, oh no. <laughs> what's the word? Caftan? Caftan? Caftan. Is it caftan? I think it's caftan. Caftan, right? Yeah. You're saying caftan. I said I'm caftan. saying caftan. You were saying caftan because you, you said caftan. You said caftan first. I said caftan. I've never said caftan in my life. I, I've always pronounced it's it caftan. It's always a caftan, yes. not a calf. Won't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our slogan for yeah. caftans. Caftans. It's not called a calf can. <laughs> it's close enough. So I, a little bit ago, I felt like I kind of, I was aiming, I think, for more like octa octogenarian octogenarian how do you say that word i don't know what word you're trying to say 80 year old old an old person octogenarian elderly senior citizen <laughs> okay now i know what word now that all right octogenarian okay, let, let me just drain the blood from my ears <laughs> i originally ordered this caftan moo caftan <laughs> kimono robe-esque outfit from Etsy because I think I wanted to go through like a octanagerian art teacher phase, you know? I love it. I love um, that for you. And now that I have it, I feel like I'm kind of meeting that vibe, but I also see a lot of potential in it. It's very flowy and long. The material is extremely soft. Perfect for it summer. It hits me in all the right places. You don't need to iron it. Yep. Although it could probably use a de-wrinkling. Uh, you could just get a little steamer. Yeah, I could get a steamer. I like where the sleeves hit me. I like that it's not too tight, and I like that it doesn't bother me sensory-wise. Yeah. And I kind of feel like now this is who I am, and I want to learn how to make this caftan just with a bunch of different, like, gothic fabrics. Nice. And I think that will really be nice. who I am forever. So here's, here's my question for that. Yes. What fabric are you going to use? Are you going to go with the standard cotton? Are no, you going to go with this a is, linen? This is a rayon. Oh, big thing about rayon is it wrinkles easily. That doesn't look like it wrinkles easily. No, it's quite soft. Yeah. So maybe a cotton rayon combo. Ooh, a rayon blend. Yeah, I'll have I to would find say the right I fabric. would avoid the poly blends for the summer. Those are mm. quite uh, stiff. 
and non-breathable. Mm. Cotton's always your best choice, but it's not as flowy. Yep, that's the problem. Yeah, I mm. like how light this is, and I feel like I can wear it in the summer, even though it's like a, it goes down to my ankles pretty much. But it's very loose and flowy. Yeah. I like that. I will include the Etsy link of the shop I got it from in our resources. Heck yeah, I want one. I have these big dreams for myself to learn how to sew from my mother-in-law, Judy, um, because she makes clothing. And my dream is that I will eventually learn how to make these myself. Yeah, That's, a calf couldn't into a, a calf can. Yeah, and you'll buy, uh, maybe I'll call it calf cans. Oh! That, that's my product. Yes! Yeah. So you can buy your calf cans. I don't even know the word. Get your calf cans <laughs> here. Any type of size, shape, color you want, calf can. If you can dream it, you calf can, can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. But you can buy your robes and caftans from this Etsy shop until I, in my dreams, set up my own gothic caftan That sounds shop. like a lot of magical thinking, but sure. It is, but you never know. Maybe All one right. day that link will pop up in the resources there and you'll you be go. like, oh, let me check out Grace's caftan shop. <laughs> but until then, get your own caftan and be a free-flowing robe wearer that old women compliment you on. Yeah. Yeah. I and, think it's lovely. Yeah. I would like one. So I'm going to have to check out that Etsy link. And then we can be twins. All right. I think I kind of like that new segment. Yeah. Because every week we should call it calf cans. <laughs> no, that's oh, already okay. trademarked. Oh. Dang Sorry. It. Okay. This is who I am now. That's our new segment. And yep. it's about new things that we like. Yeah. And the great thing about this is we have new things and new personalities all the time. Every week. So we'll never run out. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, should we get into our next segment? I think we shall. An oldie but a goodie. Yep. Here we are. <laughs> Oh, kazoo. Oh, my God. It's been I, so I, long. Oh, I got to blow the dust off of it. Holy shit. Let me, let me just do a quick warm up. Holy shit. Up. It's like you never left. Yeah. <laughs> you can never leave the craft. It's like riding a bicycle. Right. Okay. Some people call me spacey. Some people call me fun. But I'm just quirky. I missed that. Beautiful. I know. We haven't heard that oh one in a gosh. long time. All right. In you go, little buddy. Here we go. All right. So this segment is... Uh, it's a fun segment where we talk about a lot of times in the ADHD world, people look at traits that are wildly ADHD and they kind of like slough them off as like, oh, they're just quirky. This especially happens in femme presenting people. And they're just like, oh, it's not ADHD. She's just quirky. She's just different. She's just different. And so we like to make fun of that. And so we usually have like two fun. Oh, isn't that weird? It's not quirky. And then like one like pretty hard hittingly devastating quirk that's not really a quirk at all, but something that's like mildly detrimental to our life because of ADHD. Yes. Yay. And isn't that just fun? <laughs> isn't that such a fun segment? Yeah. So that's that's kind of that's kind of uh, what we like to do here. And as you're giving that explanation and I'm looking at my quirks, I'm mm -hmm. realizing my third one might not seem super devastating, but I find it personally devastating. So let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, okay. Yeah. I want to hear these. Keep going because I, I read them and I know you said not to, but I just, I couldn't help it. All right. Quirk Keep number going. one. Yeah. I still sleep with my childhood blankie. Her name is Matuni. That's a fun name. Yeah, I made it up when I was a little kid. And nice. It stuck. Yeah, great All name. All right, Matuni. Number two, I can beat anyone at a game of air hockey. Can you? I can. 
and I dare you to challenge me on I, it. I believe uh, you don't need to dare. I'm actually quite terrible at air hockey. I would destroy you. I'm always worried my fingers are going to get like caught in the machine. Well, that's your weakness right there. Yeah, it's the stress. But any of you listeners out there, if you ever want to challenge me to an air hockey game, bring it fucking on. Bring oh, it on. man. I'd love to see that. I will devour you. Oh. <laughs> and quirk number three. What about air hockey or foosball? They're extremely different. Yeah, but they're both similar. They're not. <laughs> the thing about that is they're not. They're different. Yeah, but what's movements. your favorite? Air hockey. Oh, I like foosball. Okay, but we're not talking about foosball. Okay. I think in foosball, there's too I much to manage. I think we should manage. take a poll. I think there's too much to manage in foosball. I think foosball. you have to have a team in foosball. Yes. And then you have to have a good teammate. And that's the problem, isn't right. it? But even then, it's too much switching around and oh, which stick are you supposed to spin? I just like the I think simplicity we should take of air poll. hockey. Foosball right. or air hockey. Okay. I'm taking a poll. Find us on Instagram at Weirds of Feather. We're taking a poll. Yep. Hard hitting facts. Here we go. All right. And quirk number three. Hey, let's hear it. In my mind, this is very devastating. <laughs> I don't really understand how tracing paper is supposed to work. <laughs> and I never have. And I feel like I've been shown a lot of times okay. of how to use tracing paper. Yep. I go to replicate it myself. I'm like, I don't get this. Am I just recreating? Am I just tracing this on there? And okay, now it's on the tracing paper. But like now right. what? And I I've guess... never known. And it's one of those like blind spots that now it's way too late to ask. But also every time I do ask or watch a YouTube video or whatever, I'm like, I still don't get it. How does it transfer right. the tracing paper to something else? Well, I get like... the first two steps. You trace it on the tracing paper and now yeah. it's on the tracing paper. Right. What comes next? Well, I think it depends on what you're working with. Like, because don't they do that with tattoos? They like, this is me as someone who's never had a tattoo. They like draw it out and yeah. you're like, cool, cool, cool. And then they put it, they trace it with their ink. And then they put the ink, like the the marker that they're going to trace on your arm, on your arm. Yes. And, and then, then it they, transfers on there because right. there's like rubbing alcohol on your arm. And that transfers Trace, ink onto your tracing skin. How does tracing paper, paper. work though? Because it's not like the, the same, same concept. But you're using pencil. So is it with the pencil? Like, I don't oh, know no, if you... I'm confused. <laughs> That's I don't what know. I'm saying. I don't know how that works. If you are a <laughs> art teacher or an artiste of some time and, and have experience with tracing, <laughs> please, please, please write into our show at weirdsoffeather at gmail.com. But verbally describing it is not going to be enough. Maybe you send us a video. Yes. Yeah. Because, okay, then you put your tracing paper image on a different piece of paper and now I want to put it on there. The pencil, I feel like, just the graphite, I can't like press it down where it's going to leave a, like the full outline. But then am I trying to like cut through the tracing paper with my pencil to like push it onto the paper? Or am I going over the outline again on the paper? I, I just have endless questions. I don't know I don't why. Know. Right? It's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. We I, need to ask an artiste. We both have master's degrees. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't get how tracing I, paper I, works. You know, I never, I thought I did until I thought about it, I guess. It's right? like a, uh, what's that, Dunning-Kruger effect. I didn't know how dumb I was until I actually thought about it. Well, yeah, I think the Dunning-Kruger effect would also mean that you're going around bragging about how great, how much I'm you understand. I'm the there is. <laughs> I understand how tracing paper works better than anyone else so on Earth. well. No one knows how tracing works except for me. It's one of those things where I always think I understand it or like I can figure it out but it's kind of like that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they try to make their own Dave and Buster's bucks and then they start and then they realize they're just like giving their money away and then they're like how does this work <laughs> that's always me with tracing paper where I'm like I got it tracing paper little kids use that and then I go to do it I'm like wait what's okay what next though what step do I take right. next still don't know so 
See, I thought it wasn't going to be that devastating, but now that I explain it, it's extremely devastating. Yeah. And I stand by it. No, that is devastating. Thank you. Sorry to bring you down to my devastation. I am equally devastated now. Kristen, what are your three quirks? Okay, so back to Stardew Valley, because this is my life now. (laughs) I've made a farm called Spud Ranch Farm. I love it. Everything's potato-themed, so like my name is Tater. (laughs) Christopher's Yukon, all our animals are like, we got wedges and crinkle cut and we have like yams and loaded and baked tater. (laughs) Yeah, everything's potato themed. Surprisingly, we don't grow potatoes or we haven't yet. No potatoes? (laughs) No potatoes. We're really into like cranberries, cash crop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm not sure what to do with that one. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, Spud Ranch Farm. That's my farm. All right. Um, Number two, I've realized you talk about your calf cans <laughs> and calf won'ts. Yep. I realized that my style, I feel like at one point I had a style, but then it changed. And now my style has become more of a uniform than an actual style. Yep. So like every time I like go out on the town, every once in a while I wear a dress, but usually what it is, it's. Some sort of straight leg jeans, whether it's a skinny, whether it's a boot cut. And don't come for us, Gen Z. We know about the straight jeans. Oh, my gosh. We've already ranted about this before. Yeah, we've already ranted. I can't. I won't get you worked up. Oh, my gosh. It's it's some sort of jean material on my bottoms. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I do the wide legs. Sometimes it's usually not flared. How about that? Okay. With a half to fully tucked shirt, depending on how I'm feeling. Yep. Plus or minus layering. That's yeah. it. Jeans, half to fully tucked t-shirt, layers. That's it. That's all you That's need. My, it's like a uniform. It's more. so much easier. I yeah. always say I want to be a cartoon character so I can just wear the same thing every day. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love like picking out it. And now it's just like a chore. It's one more right? decision. And so now it's just like, this is it. It's a t-shirt. Am I going to tuck it fully or half? Jeans. And then the appropriate shoe That's for the task. Need. And that's it. All right. And it's, it's, I've actually gone to extreme to like, I've also tried to like cut down on the amount of colors that I wear mm. so I don't have to match everything with everything. So I just usually do, and I know it's boring, but here I am. <laughs> Greens, blues, beiges, black, white. I stay within that range. Every once in a while, I'll get like a fun shirt Ooh. with a pattern and yeah. then I like never wear it. Yeah. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah. So that's it. That's my little uniform. And that's I what it. I do. I also have a little uniform. Yeah. Haley used to call it my library suit. <laughs> Where I would wear black leggings and a crew crew neck sweatshirt to the library that every, every time. Yeah. That sounds like my podcast, my Pavlov uniform. Yeah. This is like when I'm like going out on the town or like I have to like meet my realtor and look like a human, you know? Mm. And then so my third quirk is I've realized in my, in my 32 years of living, I have never actually learned how to fold clothes. <laughs> And I've just been kind of guessing the entire time. (laughs) I didn't really realize how bad it was. And now that Christopher's moved in and he has all this like hot topic folding clothes knowledge, you know. Ah, yes. Yeah. His stint at hot topic. His like, you know, his stint at hot topic folding clothes. His career. Lengthy career. Yeah. He's he sees me because one, it takes me hours to fold clothes because I hate it. I have no motivation to do it. So I just like it's like physically painful for me. And so now he's like, maybe it's because you've never been taught because I've also he's also seen me try to fold clothes. And he's just like, I have no idea what you're doing. 
I want to make fun of you for this because there's really a very finite amount of ways you could fold a piece of clothing. Right. But I am also a, such a sloppy folder. Right, and right. I also, like, if I open up a sweatshirt in Gap, I don't know how to put I that back properly. I don't know how to put it back together. I'm just clumping That's it up in a ball. I'm sorry. Like, we'll go shopping and then I'll try to fold it and then he'll refold it and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you, like, put it back that way. And then I did go through one day of trying to fold clothes Marie Kondo style and I was like no no absolutely not that is not me it's not Marie Kondo is not for us not for us yeah I don't even know why I bothered I should just so so now I'm taking like folding lessons (laughs) with Christopher so I can be a better folder and maybe that task will become easier for me and I won't dread it as much it's a good theory remedial lessons actually because I'm quite terrible so like special folding he's like we'll keep working on this Next week, we'll really crack down on yeah. the chapter you know, on sleeves. So, like, so he has, like, you know, regular men, men clothes are so, like, boxy and, like, easy to fold. But then you get to, like, you know, what happens if you have a shirt with a ruffle? What happens if you have, like, a shirt with no shoulders? What know? happens with a ruffle? Yeah. What? What? How do I fold the ruffle? And 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 then the pants are different. And it's everything's in thirds is what I'm realizing. Lots of thirds. And I was doing everything in halves or That's fourths. That's my exact problem. Yeah. So fun. It's it's not been fun. I really hate <laughs> folding still. But here we are. Here we are. I'm so quirky. You're so quirky. You are also quirky. I am so quirky. <laughs> you know what? I did one day at Air Apostle when I was in high school. Nice. And I quit the next day. I didn't make it to folding lessons, though. <laughs> so that's my only regret with that. Wow. Air Apostle. Do they still have Air Apostle? I think so. I think they've been going out of business for like 10 years now. Yeah. But I worked there. What a spiral. For Um, a day. For four hours. I've never worked in retail. I have for four hours. Nice. (laughs) What a record. You you get the longest record in retail between the two of us. Hell yeah. Proud (laughs) of it. Should we move on to our next segment? I'm excited for this. Yeah. So this is the main chonker of our episode. So I feel like, Mm. you know what? We haven't given a good transition lately, and yeah. I feel like because this is the main chunk of our episode, yeah. I feel like here is an appropriate place to transition. I completely agree. All right, and so we shall. Yeah. And here it is. It's coming up. Get Can't ready. Get... Here it is. <laughs> and it's here. It's, it's, a, it's arrived. Ah, we're transitioning. Transition, transition, transition. Ah, transition. Okay, welcome right. back. Welcome back. <laughs> Peaceful transition. <laughs> I loved your line last week. Welcome back from that odd <laughs> transition. I didn't know how else was I supposed to describe that. Odd is the perfect word. Um, that was chaotic, but that's about the norm for us. So yeah. I wouldn't call it odd, but bizarre. Bizarre. Fast. Fast. Yeah, that's a good compliment. A bit of for- a whirlwind moment. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are in, in Hobby Collectors, our next segment, big chunk of a segment. And with that Hobby Collectors comes our Hobby Collectors song. Yeah, but to explain Hobby Collectors, so ADHD folks often develop lots of new hobbies, lots of new interests, which they then drop quickly once the novelty wears off. And we like to share our hobbies or other people's hobbies. And this segment is dedicated to that. Yeah, yeah. beautifully said. There we go. Here's our song. Get Get ready. <laughs> These are the collectors, and these are their hobbies. Beautiful. All right. 
This is Hobby Collectors, and Grace, you are presenting today a hobby we kind of briefly touched upon a couple episodes ago, but the people want to know more. So people said more details, please. Yes. What is your hobby today? So I am talking all about animal bones. Woo! Do you have them? Technically, yes. <laughs> You have two we cats. are made of bones. So and, we, we are we, made of animal bones. Yes. And we are animals. So, yeah. You're right. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Fun fact of the day. Everybody has an animal bone. <laughs> I don't like the way that sentence says. <laughs> um, I was going to do a history, but like, I, I didn't really know which angle to go the with. History for the, the history of bones. Well, I was going to do. Like, We've had bones for quite a while. <laughs> bones have been around for quite some years now. No, I was going to maybe do like ritual use of animal bones or like you know within different communities how they've used different parts of the animal but like i, I don't know i'm kind of making up my own thing here yeah. so the history your history when did you get into this <laughs> well uh i've always been a little creep yeah but specifically collecting animal bones i started in 2019 i think or 2020 I think it I think was 2020. I think it was a COVID hobby for yeah, sure. I think 2020 is when I really started to become super unhinged. And so let's say 2020. I've always been really fascinated by bones and everything and like parts of animals, but it's always been like a creepy, weird thing that you don't do. And so I didn't. And I just played with animals while they were alive. <laughs> oh, Jesus and Christ. Then one day I came upon. I don't like how that sentence sounds. Well, too bad. I said it. One day I came upon a very cool animal skull that was like just sitting in this path and it was like clean and was just this like beautiful skull structure. And I just had this epiphany like I could keep that. So I took the skull home and I cleaned it up and I kept it. And then I realized that I could just be collecting these. And isn't that fun? Yeah. All right. So you might be wondering, why would anyone do this is probably the first question we should answer. I like to collect animal bones just because I find them really fascinating. I think the bone structure is so delicate and intricate, and I just, I think it's really beautiful. And Mother Earth is an artist. You can, (laughs) you can display them, you can like use them in art projects, you could put them in terrariums. You can weed out your true friends because if someone's like, oh my gosh, then you're like, eh. Bye, bitch. Bye. Yes. But no matter what you're doing with them, you want to be respectful. So don't like fuck around with the animal bones. Don't like do anything gross or weird with them. You know, it's like that's the thing about being creepy. You can be creepy, but you still have to be respectful. You know? Oh, it's like people should be a slogan. Be creepy, but respectful. Yeah. Creepy, but respectful. That's us. That's us. It's like people who will order like straight up human skulls on the internet. It's like, where do you think? For non-scientific purposes. Yes, yes, yes. For For like collecting. Yeah, for collecting. People collect uh, human body parts. But it's like, where do you think those body parts are coming from? Right. You think someone like voluntarily wanted to have their skull displayed on your mantelpiece? No. No. Like that could be someone's grandmother, you know? Right. So I don't fuck around with human bones. If you do, I, I don't know, just look at the morality of it, I guess, yeah. because many, many times. Have just some like, empathy, Just I like guess. the bodies exhibit, that famous bodies exhibit. Ooh. Most of those are prisoners, you know? Are they really? Yeah. I thought they were, were volunteers. Oh, no. Most of them are like Chinese prisoners. Oh, that makes me And really like uh, people who have committed political crimes. That right? makes me upset. Yep. 
there are always other layers to anything human related that you really have to look at. They had like a whole thing because I went to that. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. And they had like a whole thing that said like, oh, people are lining up to get their self into bodies, like no. be a body. Yeah. Well, yeah, people were lining up to go to it, but it's mostly prisoners. And any human remains that you buy from the Internet yeah. are going to be someone who probably didn't die in a real great natural way, you know? So I know, now I'm upset. Sorry to upset I you. I went to that. I was so excited for that. I did, too. Oh. But it's important to learn and grow. Oh, man. I'm only talking animal bones and found animal bones specifically. Oh, yeah. You're not, you're not like chopping up cats in the night. Yeah. I'm not drowning ducklings in a bucket to get their beaks or whatever. I'm finding dead animals that have died. We talked about it last time. You're foraging carci. Yeah. That's the perfect way to put it. You're I'm like not a killing. vulture, but for aesthetics. Ooh, and I do love turkey vultures. Oh. So is that my They're very, bird? they're keystone species. And really, yeah, they're the most environmentally conscious out of all of us. They're just like recycling yeah. things that have already died. The ultimate recyclers. So that's a good way to put it. I am Should a that be our next bod when we do a bod? Ooh, turkey vultures? Yeah. Yes, remind me. Uh, Here's a reminder. All right, I got it. Got it. It's in there. It's in lockdown. Cement. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do not ever, ever kill for animal bones. I just, or for fun. Or for fun, yeah. People who sport hunt drive me insane. Yeah, I'm not like morally against hunting overall. If you're hunting to like feed your family and use the animal. Right. I respect that because obviously we eat meat from grocery stores. And just because we're separated from the process doesn't mean we're not still inflicting Right, right. But pain. sport hunting, I don't like that. Yes, yes. Any, yeah, killing anything for entertainment is really fucked up. So that makes me upset. Anyway. Yes. So do not kill for animal bones. It goes against the whole purpose, which is to pay respect to the animal, give them a proper burial, show appreciation for nature. I always, whenever I find an animal body, I thank them for their life and kind of just do a little, a little tribute to their life. So if you are killing animals for any reason other than sustenance, I guess, you're straight up psycho and you need some help. And don't do that. It's not a good it's not a good sign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How okay, so so you find the body. Yes. Do okay. You pick so, it up with a shovel? Well, okay, there's lots of different ways to do it. The best situation, ideal, is to find an animal that died a while ago and now maybe it's been in the woods for months or whatever, and now it's decompose and now it's mostly just animal bones that's ideal you don't always get that oftentimes you find something that still has flesh on it so what do you do about it you know how do you get uh, those bones gross so do you like spray it with lysol or anything no okay don't do that don't listen to kristen okay i'm, I'm just <laughs> asking questions <laughs> okay so you're gonna need some place to put the animal carcass so it can naturally decompose you can use a death pit, which we've talked about before. Your death bucket. Yeah, my death bucket. You take a five-gallon bucket, drill a bunch of holes in the sides and bottom, dig out a five-gallon bucket-sized hole in the ground, put your bucket in there, put a little dirt in the bottom of it, and then when you find any dead animals that are, like, bucket-sized or smaller, you put them in there <laughs> and make bucket sure— Bucket-sized carcass. <laughs> bucket-sized carcass. Yes. Full-time love. <laughs> and you just want to make sure that you cover the top with heavy things because the biggest thing is you don't want other animals to come along and take your find, you know? Right. That's your carcass. That's, That's your forged. carcass. You protect that carcass. You would die for that carcass. So you need to get started. You need maybe like a bag to pick up the carcass. Are you yes, like... Right, I'll, I'll get okay, there. I'll okay. get there. Sorry. I'm I just want gonna... to make sure that before anyone's like gathering carcasses that they have something to do with it, you know? Yeah. Because you're not just going to like 
drip it in your kitchen sink. Like it's a kind of long, it's either a long process or it's a really disgusting process. So I prefer the long process of letting the body naturally decompose. And then I have the bones and then I like do my whole cleaning process. Having it, having the body just like exposed to the elements is the best way to get clean bones. But that's really difficult because then you have like coyotes and cats and whatever taking your stuff. Oh, yeah. So you want to put like cement blocks or bricks or something heavy over the top of your bucket, but just leave little holes where flies and like the elements can get in there and kind of work away at that flesh. <laughs> this is a gross, this is a this gross, is a gr- yeah, I should, we should have had a content warning. Well, I feel like maybe in the show notes. For I just- feel like seeing that the topic is bones, you should know intuitively it's not going to be. This is a content warning. If you don't like death or bones, then maybe. Bail out. Yeah. Maybe flesh. If you don't like the word flesh. Yeah. If you hated when I just said the word flesh. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. There's more to come. So maybe like skip ahead. Skip ahead. Like see if like 15 minutes does does the trick. I don't think it will. I think go go 20. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Maybe 22. (laughs) No, this isn't going to be too long. I always say that. Um, <laughs> there are other options. You can get these beetles. You can like order them online where these beetles. Isopods? No, oh. they are something. Sti- I can't remember. I'll trash beetle. Up. Yeah, let's just call them trash yeah, beetles. So you get trash beetles. You can order like a colony of these trash beetles online and then you put them in with your carcass and they'll eat away at the flesh. And then that'll be like a pretty, you know, like maybe a few days. Do you have process. trash beetles? I don't because you have to keep them alive. You have to like care for them. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like having an ant farm. Alien ant farm. Oh, you have what band. You have to keep. Yeah. <laughs> trash beetle ant farm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You have to like care for them. And I just don't. I didn't want to have to take on uh, another mouth to feed. Yeah, that's let fair. Let alone a hundred. But you can also, like, if you really want to get those bones right away, you can... Get those bones! Do the disgusting thing of, like, boiling the carcass, but you need to have so many things for that. You need to have, like, an outside space or, like, a Dexter-style kill shed. Oh, my God. Could you imagine the fucking smell? Yeah, don't do it in your apartment. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if your neighbor was doing that and you just, like, come home and it just smells like death? Boiling my bones. Boiling bones. Yeah, so I don't do that for a lot of reasons. You can do it, but I'm not going to tell you You would have to buy a designated pot to boil the bones in. Oh, you'd have to have, like, a whole whole outdoor kitchen kitchen setup because it's not something you casually do inside your kitchen. So today's just the day where we boil the bones. Yeah, so letting it sit, whether in a death bucket or just, like, covered up in your garden with some dirt it'll take maybe a few weeks or a few months depending on the size but it's so much easier and then you don't have to boil any flesh and isn't that nice oh that is lovely so how do you go about starting this hobby i would say Uh, who knows (laughs) who no one can say um (laughs) so yeah what i what i really do is i'll just keep some little plastic baggies on me and some nitrile gloves when i whenever i go on a dog walk or whenever i'm kind of bopping around looking for that sweet sweet carcass yeah (laughs) and i usually looking for the one yep so dogs aren't required though right no you don't need a dog dog. it is helpful if you have a dog that is good at like sniffing things out like one time lucy found a dead red squirrel for me nice and yeah but that can go wrong if you have an animal that's going to try to eat the carcass yeah so you know there's pros and cons to having a dog you need like a truffle pig but a dead dead body i guess you could just get like a um cadaver dog if you have like a retired cadaver dog oh that's ideal yeah although you might end up being a part of a murder mystery. Yeah, true. So, but that's the fun of it. Pros and cons. <laughs> yeah, once again, pros and I cons. I see that only as a win. 
You're right. You're right. Yep. You can have a chance to solve a murder. There you go. I really just like, well, go, you can go out on a walk, good places to look. There's lots of like roadkill is a good way to uh, start your carcass collection. <laughs> don't, don't dash out onto the highway to grab things. I'm talking more like a route three, like kind of busy road. That's not going to be busy all the time. Just don't find anything that's all splattered up because obviously that's not going to have good bones. Right. But also if it's like a deer, that's going to be, that's work. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take anything ginormous. I think the biggest, the biggest thing I found, I think was a duck. And I know I've said that you're not supposed to keep uh, bird parts in America. I think it might be different by state, but I think it's federally a crime to keep any part of a wild bird, whether it's like the nest, the beak, bones, eggs, whatever. What about feathers? But I would, yeah, you're not even supposed to keep feathers. Oh, shit. I'm not a stickler about that, but like legally, technically, you're not supposed to keep you're any part of a bird. Right now. Yeah, I have some bird feathers. Come at me, FDA. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's the FDA. But uh, probably fish and game. I do have a duck. I feel like ducks should be allowed because they're like a farm animal. You know, it's like if you're allowed to have ducks, if you're allowed to own ducks. Yeah. Are you not allowed to like keep their bones after they die? I don't know. You know, whereas with other birds, like you're not allowed to legally own a robin. So I can right. see why you're not allowed to keep any of those bird parts. Right. But I feel like with ducks and chickens and other domesticated uh, or livestock birds, I don't know. Maybe I'm Im implicating myself, but I will say I do have a cool duck skull. And the biggest animal that I have found so far is a duck. That's so, big. Yeah, I don't, I don't take anything ginormous. Maybe once I have a bigger death pit. Another good place to look for them is like in ditches off of busy roads. A lot of times animals, if they get hit by a car, they'll kind of like try to find water and they'll go downhill and they'll die at the bottom of the hill. It's very sad. Aww. But it's kind of nice that you could then find them and give them like a proper burial and pay pay your respects to them. So isn't that nice? Really, there's not really any one good best place to find a lot of dead animals. I mean, farms, if you know anyone who has a farm, you could talk to the farmer. Another thing you can do, which... I want to do, but I'm scared to do it, and I haven't done it yet, is you can call a taxidermist because they don't actually use the bones. Oh. So they presumably have a lot of, like, bones and skulls that they're right. kind of just getting rid of. Well, you talked to the guy at the, the, the cemetery I keeper. did talk to a groundskeeper in the cemetery, but he said that the city comes and collects them and incinerates them. But if he ever finds a dead animal and he runs into me, he'll give it to me first. Nice. So, you get first dibs. Yeah. So also, I don't know. Make by friends, happenstance. Make friends around your neighborhood. My neighbor Aaron gave me a dead mouse that his cat caught. And he was like, I guess you want this. I'm like, I do. Thank you. <laughs> so become your neighborhood freak. Nice. It's nice. People will give you their it's dead animals. It's good to have that reputation because no one's going to fuck with you, you know? Yeah, exactly. And they're like, you know what? No, 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 no. Leave the bushes alone because she's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, don't just don't mess with her. Yeah. Yeah. You can also find uh, good hunting cats that live in your neighborhood and then kind of just like track them around, follow you them around. You need a cat. That's what you need. But I don't want to contribute. Once again, I don't want to like get something that's actively like, hey, hey I'm going to have this thing kill animals for me, you know? Because no, I, you just like, I'm going to get a cat because I like cats. And then it happens to just be this like vicious hunter. But I don't want that. Mm. But if there has to be a cat out there that's already a vicious hunter, I yeah. might as well. It's good for the prey. rodent population. Yeah, but it's also terrible for the bird population. It is terrible for the bird. I had a cat who her favorite was the goldfinches. Oh. I felt really bad. Yeah, that's terrible. And that's the other problem is you're probably like being brought a lot of birds and you can't keep those. You're being brought a lot of birds and then you know that there's birds out there that have not been presented to you. Yes. She's a great cat. Kill pit. Yeah, so you really don't need that many things, just like gloves and bags that you can 
carry your bodies home into your death pit. Maybe a like a plastic container that you can lock the lid on. That would be especially good if you are going to try to find... A lock and lock. Yeah. Those are the best tuppies. If you are going to try to find roadkill, that would be good. You can just like keep it in the back of your truck or whatever and just toss it in there. And there you go. For materials, that's pretty much it other than the stuff you need to clean it. But really, the process is so easy. Let's say chipmunk, for example. You find a dead chipmunk. Oh, poor chipmunk. I'm going to thank him for his life. And then I'm going to put him in my death pit. I'm going to leave him there probably about like a month for a chipmunk. I was just about to say a month for a chipmunk. Okay. Yeah. It also depends on the time of year, but like, let's say a month, maybe a little bit longer. Then you come back. It's mostly cleaned off. Okay. Now you obviously put gloves on, put gloves on for every step of this because it is gross. You take the bones out. You're going to wash them off. Find a sink. That's not your nice kitchen sink to do this work. We have like a basement sink, one of those industrial basement sinks. So that's Mm. the perfect place to do my gross stuff. What about just taking like a hose and just blasting it? Um, I wouldn't blast it because bones are very delicate, especially oh. for these small animals. I mean, you could set it up some kind of like tub scrubbing hose system outside, you know, so you can get creative. Yeah. So you're going to wash it off, take Dawn dish soap, kind of soak the bones in the dish soap water, scrub a little bit gently. You can get like a toothbrush. You can get a gentle scrubbing brush. You're going to clean it off as much as you can. And then you're going to soak it in hydrogen peroxide for like two days depending on the size of the bones. So you wash Not it off. bleach? No, never, ever use bleach. It will ruin the structural integrity of the bones. Oh, I didn't so know So you don't want to use bleach. And people sit, talk about, quote unquote, like bleach your bones, but you don't actually use bleach. You use hydrogen peroxide. So then you put them, you put your bones in like a little tuppy filled with hydrogen peroxide, put that in the sun for a couple of days, and you can like rotate them maybe every day. So that way the sun is hitting the skull equally on both sides. And they have to be fully submerged in hydrogen peroxide. Uh, not. F- I mean, I'm not super technical about this. It won't really stay submerged because it'll pop up. But you can kind of oh. just like maybe it'll float like halfway submerged. And then maybe you have it like that for one day in the sun. Then you flip it over. So then the other half is being submerged. And then the top half is getting sun. And then you let that soak for another day. And then boom. So really it's like the sun and the hydrogen peroxide will lighten it up without actually bleaching it. So then... Take it out of the hydrogen peroxide, and then you're going to wash it again with Dawn dish soap and make sure you're really scrubbing because any hydrogen peroxide residue will, like, continue to break down the bones, and then you'll get really, really weak bones. Oh. So, yeah. So you're going to do Dawn twice before and after the peroxide. And then, boom, you're done. And now, you got bones. Yeah. And now you're you got boner. nice, clean bones. You're nice. a boner. And you can really do whatever you want with those bones. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Can you name some of your art projects? Like, do you, like, hang them on a wall? Do you you put them in, like, a little glass jar container, right? Yeah. I mostly, like, display them in those little glass bell jars Mm -hmm. because I haven't dedicated enough time to make, like, a legit art project with them. Because I think I really just like the finding and cleaning of the bones because it's kind of like a scavenger hunt. It's exciting. Yeah. So I really just display them. Sometimes I'll put like a nice moss down. You can put flowers in there. You can do dried flowers. Oh, yeah. Pine cones. Yeah. There's a whole range of things that you can do with the animal bones for art. Uh, I haven't done like a ton of stuff with them. I mostly just like to have them and like display them. But if you do have any creative ideas for what I could do with them, let me know. And that would be cool. I just imagine you like in the pod loft like with a jar of bones just kind of like rocking back and forth being like my bones. My comfort bones. My bones. My support bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I just like mostly having them, you know? Yeah. It's not like I'm putting them into paper mache project. I just like to display them and look at them. 
All right. And that's pretty much all you need. Last question. Is this a good hobby for ADHDers? Ah, that is the question of the day. Uh, Yep. I would say yes. If you're into this kind of thing, if you're an ADHDer, there is a solid chance that you're a fellow creep weirdo. So you might be into this thing. Nice. I do think it's exciting for that. We kind of like some of those more macabre, darker, creative pursuits. So this might be It's unusual. Yeah. And it's exciting. And it is. It really. It's a novelty. You know, it's like, ooh, this is new. Yes. And it really does. love that. Sorry. I keep interrupting. (laughs) Can I say the sentence? (laughs) I don't want to start a sentence because I'm just going to jump in there. (laughs) No, I'll I'll hold back. It really is very exciting. And every time is like a scavenger hunt, you know, because you never know what you're going to find. Right. The only downside, I would say, or thing you need to be aware of, other than the smell and general grossness of it, that's the other problem. If you have ADHD, you might also have some sensory needs. So this might not bode well with your sensory needs, but maybe it does. I'm okay for some reason with doing this. It doesn't like gross me out. But you don't even like touch a pizza tinfoil wrong. Right. That's so weird. Yeah. You know what? I'll say I'll touch anything with gloves on. Yeah. Yeah. You give me those like nitrile gloves. I'll touch whatever you need me. And even though I have a very sensitive uh, smelling abilities, what do I call that? Not taste buds, smell buds. Hyper smellable. I'm very hypersensitive to smells, but like for some reason, this project doesn't bother me. Maybe because I'm just so excited about it. Ah. So I was like, I'll get over it. Um, But the other downside or thing that you just need to be aware of is that you do have to be able to keep up with everything and like complete steps when they need to be completed. Mm. So like, for example, the hydrogen peroxide, you can't really put bones in to soak and then like not come back to them for three weeks because they'll probably disintegrate. Ah. So you once you start the process, you do have to be committed to like finishing it. Have you had a bone disintegrate? No, I've actually been very good at following through look when I started. I know, which I'm not usually good at. So I'm I think I have the right motivation. Your bones look great. Thank you. I did a little bone tour of the, uh, yesterday. Oh, wink, 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 wink. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this isn't the type of project that you can like casually start and stop when you want to, or at least parts I of it. I would say know? this is just not a casual project. No, this is like this is, who you are now. This is who you are now. Yeah. This, everyone will know you as this person. That person who likes the bone stuff. Yeah. And I personally like that label. So yeah. it, it just you like depends. the boner later I like, label. I like the boner label. So it just depends on if you want to be known as a neighborhood boner or yeah. not. But <laughs> overall, yeah, I do think it's a fun, creative, uh, exciting project. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that are excited. Plus, it's like so many things that you have to do. You know, you have mm. to find the bones. You have to clean the bones. You got to display the bones. That's a craft project in itself. You know, yeah, you're right. There's lots of different I think elements a lot to it. Of, a lot of variety. Yeah. So you're not really one... going to get bored of it. Right. <laughs> Certainly right. not. It's not like... Um, like embroidery or anything no. where it's like, okay, here's another stitch. Yeah, it doesn't really become here's monotonous. Another. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different elements going on here. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's my hobby. Oh, well, thanks for sharing. That sounds lovely. I'd love to go on a bone hunt w- for you. Yeah, we should. Bone hunt. Bone I want hunt. to. I want to go check out Route 3. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> We're going to have to like wear reflective vests or something because well, one of us is going to get hit by a car. We'll go at night. We'll be stealthy. Oh, good. That yeah. sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> We'll go in the ditches. They'll never see us. <laughs> I feel like if you're on Route 3, you really need to, like, not be stealthy and, like, be very, like, visible. No, but we'll be down in the ditches. That's where the animals go. I just, I... Are you with me or are you against me? I'm with you, but I'm wearing a reflector vest. Okay, fine. Okay. All right. All right. On to our next segment. Thanks for sharing your hobby collectors. That was lovely. You're welcome. All right. Yeah. Let's move into alternative segments. Okay. So... 
alternative segments is exactly what it sounds like. We had so many segments that we have to switch at least one of them out every week. And that's where alternative segments comes in. (laughs) Yeah, we have so many segment ideas that we couldn't pick. We had a hard time just like limiting ourselves. So this gives us a little bit of flexibility where we get to switch it, do a little switch them up every week. Yep. Yep. All right. Welcome to Alternative Segments. Alternative Segments. This alternative segment, we're doing childhood movies that traumatized us. Grace, what childhood movie traumatized you? All right, I have a couple. Oh, boy. First one, the quicksand horse death in A NeverEnding Story. How could one forget? It was so traumatic. Yeah. First of all, a lot of kids love horses. They're like a magical creature sometimes. Yes. And you're going to kill it in a slow, agonizing death? In a child's movie? Right. And also, they really played up the amount of quicksand that you would encounter in your life and how dangerous quicksand is. Right. I remember always being afraid of going to the beach because of the quicksand. That didn't stop me, but I'm like, okay. Like, there was always like a plan in the back of my mind. Yeah, I really thought it would be like much more of a threat than it really has become. Yeah, I don't think I've ever encountered quicksand. No, but movies like Princess Bride certainly have me scared about it. Right, right. And my other traumatizing movie that I insisted on watching as a child, which actually what's traumatizing about this is that I did it to myself. And this was my favorite movie as a little kid, like five years old, is Old Yeller. Well, that is concerning. Yes. and (laughs) There's a red flag right there. Yeah. Someone should have probably gotten me in therapy. Yeah. Uh, My mom said that I used to insist on watching Old Yeller by myself all the time. And she would just like peek into the room and I would just be by myself sobbing (laughs) at Old Yeller. But like keep watching it. I don't think I've ever watched Old Yeller. Oh, we'll watch it together. You'll cry. I'll probably cry. I don't want to cry. It's upsetting. It's traumatizing. Should we watch Cujo after? Because isn't that kind of upsetting? Yeah, there'll be a little palate cleanser. Yeah, kind of. It's upsetting for different reasons. Yeah, Um, Yeah, that's my trauma. Oh, that's Old Yeller. Oh, Uh, it's a tearjerker. Also, I'm I'm upset that they, so uh, I guess spoiler alert, I'm upset that they forced a little kid to kill his own dog. That's so traumatizing. I can't I can't go down that path right now, okay. Kristen, because okay. then I'm going to have to put on Old Yeller and then I'm going to upset myself. OK, can I talk about my traumatizing Please. movie? Mine's a little different. Um, yours isn't as based <laughs> in real in reality. Real scary yeah, things. Yeah. So um, I was little and I watched James and the Giant Peach once. I am so afraid. I like couldn't eat peaches after that. I was so <laughs> afraid of James and the Giant Peach. And I don't really know what it was because I've definitely, it's a repressed memory for sure. I don't know why I was scared of it or why I didn't like it or what even the movie was about. I'm not going to lie. The movie is actually kind of creepy. Is it creepy? Is it yes. like a Coraline? Coraline yes. was actually like super scary. Yeah. It's kind of that vibe um, to it where like the an- the way the animals move is kind of creepy. Maybe that was it. Cause I don't know why I was so scared of it, but I was, I just told my mom, I go, I never want to watch this movie again. And she was like, okay, it's like about a peach, <laughs> but that's fine. It's like a roll doll. Yeah. But I think the clouds like turn into the scary rhino remember no i okay. don't i've blocked this entire I'm movie not trying to get i know flashbacks. that there's a there's a peach involved and a boy named james and that's about it wow and i remember they like go into the peach at one point yep which reminds me where's the pit we don't know well there's like a whole world in there once they tunnel in there okay it's well like, there's a lot of i guess i'll have to rewatch it but like 
I kind of just don't. Let's wanna. have a traumatic movie day okay. where we watch Old Yeller and James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, we could do that live. Yeah, throw on a never-ending story. If maybe you would like to see us cry and then be horrified by dogs and peaches, <laughs> please let us know at weirdsoffeather at gmail.com. Yeah, we yeah. could uh, we could do a live stream, watch little it together. Little movie day. Have a little uh, also, wolf cry. If you have a weird movie that you were like horrified of and that kind of traumatized you, write us in at weirdsoffeather at gmail.com. Yeah, tell to- us about your childhood trauma. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Fun trauma. Fun trauma. Like like always, fun childhood keep trauma. It, keep it fun. Yeah. <laughs> keep it light. <laughs> keep us laughing. All right. <laughs> and that has been Alternative, Alternative Segments. segments. <laughs> Alternative. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we are. We're, I guess we're whispering. Okay. Segment. I don't know why we're whispering. I don't know. You made this creative choice and now we're stuck in it. I hate this. I wish we weren't doing this. I wish we could start over. But there's, no, there's no going back. I'd like to talk about our last segment called Pizza Secrets. I would also like to discuss it. I was hoping that like with the whispering it'd be more secretive, but I really hate this. Can we stop whispering? Yeah, let's okay. just stop. All right. let's just cool, talk cool, normal. Cool, cool. I really hated that. Um, I'm sorry for the whispers. I want to give a general apology to all of our listeners. That We're was a so- bad choice by me. Yeah, but... I was thinking like secrets and whispering... It doesn't work. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it is what it is. I gave hard. it a go. Yeah. Did my best. You tried your hardest. Pizza Secrets is a segment where we share little shitty things that we did that are like kind of shitty. They're not illegal. And I just, I, we, when we first started this podcast, we had an issue with people sending us in their crimes. Yep. They're not crimes. They're just shitty things that you've done. And it's almost like cathartic is what I've felt it as, you know, kind of like sharing these into the world yeah i mean they can be little kid crimes like that little kid crimes is okay but yeah. adult crimes no no yeah i don't want to no, hear no. about the time you stole a car i want to hear about it but i will not read it on yeah. the podcast. yeah i guess we won't read it on the podcast we we always encourage you to send in your pizza secrets but we keep it light <laughs> yep yep keep us laughing and name your pizza secret we're also doing a different thing where we oh, name fuck. did you name your pizza no secret? i forgot i'll make it up um, on the fly make it up it, on the fly it. okay should let's we do, do the song yeah let's do our song okay Pizza secrets, tell me your secrets. Pizza secrets. I really <laughs> cracked on that one. <laughs> Do you want to try again? Or? Uh, I think uh, it's fun. Okay. All right. That's <laughs> here we are. Here we are in pizza secrets. I've got one. All right. Mine is called It's Habit Forming. Okay. Portland, Maine. We are both from there. We are. Yep. Uh, it's got a pretty big bar scene in this section of town called the Old Port. Old Port. The Old Port. It used to be not great, and now it is. It's um, still not great. It's still not great, but for different reasons. It's very popular. How about that? And lots of cobblestone. Lots of cobblestone, lots of old buildings. It's nice, but yeah. it's got a pretty pretty big bar scene. And then in my prime early to mid-20s, I was there quite often, like almost every weekend. Yes. It was a problem. Yeah. Um, and then I had this fun little habit of after the bars were closed, everybody would like rush to the streets to get like an Uber or a cab or whatever. And, you know, you see people because I'm from Portland. So a lot of Portlanders would be out there and you'd see a lot of people from high school or from college. Yeah. I, it was just like a high school reunion, but in the worst way. Um, but anyway, so I would chat with people, uh, you know, waiting for stuff. And and I had this fun habit of like fake asking people for cigarettes. And, and I am not a smoker. Yep. But I understand that it is a very tough habit to break. And it's it's habit forming. It's very addicting. It's very addicting. and. Yes. And I understand that. And I've grown from this. But when I was a shitty person in my 20s, I would ask 
people for a cigarette all the time. And then in front of them, I would break it or stomp it on the ground (laughs) and then have the audacity to go, can I have a cigarette? Like as if that didn't just happen. And they'd be like, what the fuck? What is wrong with you? Did you just throw that on the ground? I'd be like, smoking's bad for you. As if I was some like you know, martyr of like good decisions, you know, as you're like wasted in yeah, the old just port. wasted in the old port, just like smoking's bad. Take care of your health. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think my worst was uh, we have a friend. We should bleep out his name because I almost feel bad. Yeah, and he's not really a friend. Uh, he's not really a friend. Chris, you know what? He's a terrible human. How about that? He's like kind of an asshole. Maybe he's changed. I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Anyway, so he, we were associates in college. I don't even College associates. Yeah, college associates. (laughs) And I did the same thing to him and he made the mistake of giving me the entire pack. Fool. And I just took it and I just like gronk spiked it on the (laughs) ground, stomped on it. And he, I thought that was like when I was like, okay, I'm going to get beat up for real this time. A man is going to punch me in the face. I sprinted. I think I sprinted away from my group, which is not good. You should always like be together as a unit, as a... Uh, a G unit? Yeah, as a, you know, femme presenting in, in an area where there are a lot of drunk cishet men around, you know? Yeah. Didn't do that, sprinted away, because he was going to beat the shit out of me. Rightfully so, though. And I feel like if he did, I'd be like, yeah, I deserve this, because I did. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. That's It's not a nice thing. But it is a thing that you can do. It is my pizza secret. <laughs> I don't like it. Pizza secret. Pizza secret. It was not so secret. Pizza secret. Yes. I like to not talk about it too much. Pretty notorious behavior. Now that I am older, people are like, wow, what? that was like a really shitty thing that you did. And I'm like, come on. I thought it was funny. I mean, out of all the things you can do, I yeah. don't think it's that bad. But I used to do the same thing. And sometimes I know. I, would... I feel like I learned it from you and I just escalated. Yeah, and you took it to the next level. Yeah. I would take them out of people's mouths sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no! I did it in Australia when I studied abroad. People did not like that. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, coming in hot as an American, you're like, let me tell you something. <laughs> I am the authority on yeah. health. I don't know. I feel like well, we Well, you're also a person with asthma, and that affects oh, you. And I think, yeah. I think you were kind of, we were both kind of lashing out. Um, How dare you dirty my air? Yeah. That that could kill me. Yeah. You know? But, you know, now that we have grown and have a little bit more insight, uh, probably bad decision. Yeah. That's a pizza secret that you and I both share. Yeah. And I kind of regret it. Almost. Yeah. I almost regret it. I, I feel like I think about regretting it and then I'm like, meh. It's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny to laugh about it now. Yeah. All uh, right. Yeah. It's a secret. What's your secret? Tell me your secret. Pizza Tell me, secret. Yeah. All right. My secret. Fuck. I didn't come up with a name. Yeah, you got it. Just just uh, off the fly. Here you go. Off the cuff. I'll do. Uh... You got it. Let me think about it. Give me a second. No, I got nothing. Uh, uh, let me read your pizza secret. I'm going to come up with a title for you. Um, Where everything's made up and the research doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's what I would call that. I like it. Yeah, I'm going to call it that. Okay. okay. All right. My pizza secret. Kristen just came up with this great title for it. You're welcome. And I like it. It's called Where the Research is Made Up. Wait, what did you call it? <laughs> where everything is made up and the research doesn't matter. Okay, yeah. There's the title. I don't need to repeat it. There, there you go. It. All right. My pizza secret. Growing up all throughout my schooling, I made up the results of most research studies that I had to do in school nice. as a child. Nice. I'm not talking like college level, like legit scientific experiments. I'm talking like high school sociology or like a middle school science class about plants or whatever. 
but I remember doing it a lot. <laughs> and I specifically remember making up the results of a sociology study in high school, something about like traffic and who stops at stop signs and what influences people. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. 12 people stopped here and blah, just made it up. Boom. There you Thumbs go. Because that, that doesn't have any real world implications. I wouldn't do this for something that actually mattered. In my mind, it doesn't matter. And so I'm not going to do it. There you go. Um, also a science experiment in middle school. Actually, one specifically, I remember we were looking at the growth of plants in Mr. Robinson's class in like seventh grade, and we were supposed to be studying like the plant life cycle. Mo and I snuck into our class during lunch and doused our plants with miracle Grow. And so over the next week, ours grew like 10 times taller <laughs> than everyone else's, but they died. I, you buried the lead here. <laughs> but then they like died the yeah, next week. <laughs> probably because they had like way too much fertilizer. Yeah, just like so much chemicals. Uh, yeah. And so they really just sprouted to the top and then passed away. <laughs> and I think we failed that, but it wasn't without trying, you know. And that's my pizza secret. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Where'd you get the miracle Grow as a middle schooler? I feel like, I think it was like in one of the cabinets down below. Oh. And Mo and I found it. And we're You're like, like this is it. Yep. This is how we get We're going to get an A. <laughs> I think it was more so like, let's see what happens. Like, I don't, and that's the other thing. It's not, most of the time when I cheated, it wasn't just because I want to like get an A or I want to look good or I want my grades to be really high. It was literally because, like, I can, A, and B, wouldn't this be funny? <laughs> and it was. It was kind of funny. I remember one time in college in Ochem, we were supposed to make this. In Ochem, you have to, like, read this whole thing, and it's, like, a five-hour lab twice a week. It sucks. And then we were at the point where, like, you're supposed to do all these steps. You're supposed to make this certain chemical, and then you put the chemical through the machine, and it analyzes it to see how pure it is. Hmm. So we were supposed to make this fine white powder, almost like baby powder, but more dense. That was how our chemical was supposed to look. Mm. And I came out with a black sparkly powder. <laughs> what happened there? I don't know, because I was very bad at uh, Ochem theory. Like the class did really well in practice, not my strong suit. Yeah. So directions are a hard. lot of following directions that yep. were very not clear. Yep. So, yeah, nope, didn't. And the TA, like absolutely berated me he's like what the fuck did you make this is awful but well, that's not bah, helpful oh yeah he was an asshole and we could talk about him later but no thank you um so absolutely berated me and i'm like i'm just gonna see what happens because you know i tried i have to like turn it in this is my final product turn it into the machine the professor running the machine because it's like a huge machine she's like oh this looks good and i'm like where's the ta and i was like really i thought it was supposed to be white she's like yeah but we're not expecting this kind of purity puts it in fucking perfect fucking Whoa. perfect by accident because i definitely fucked up a bunch and the tea is like i don't understand how this is happening and i was like i think i just go in your face <laughs> fuck Suck it, it. <laughs> i am the best well fuck him yeah but the next week i made i like yeah next week didn't turn out so great well that's showbiz baby next week i made like something that looked like mountain dew well that's how science <laughs> that's how science comes about you know oh man okay yeah. sucks you win some you lose some Anyway, this has been our show. Peace secrets! Thanks for listening to our Peace of Secrets. Thanks for listening to our hobby. Thanks for listening to us. Yeah. We appreciate it. You can follow us at email. You can follow us on the email. <laughs> follow our email. Yeah. At gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Weirds of the Feather and TikTok at Weirds of the Feather. You can like, 
follow and subscribe and do all the things that are nice <laughs> on the podcasting apps. Yep. You can leave us a review. That would also be very great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you can write in your pizza secrets yeah. and your quirks and whatever else we yeah. ask for during your this traumatic movies. Uh, yes. Right. Yep. Right. And and yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our new format. It's a little different, but mostly the same. I mean, you don't have a choice, so you better like it. But yeah, if you're upset about it, keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no one needs to hear that. I think I think it just allows us to do more deep dives on the things that we enjoy doing deep dives on. And it still allows us to kind of do a little mixer up. So I hope you liked it. Fuck you if you don't. Yeah, we like it. We like it. This is better for us. And in the end, that's That's, all I really care about. That's what matters. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And on that note, we Uh, are going to squawk ourselves out of here. Yeah, in the traditional style. Oh, yes. Yeah, no bod today. Just uh, no bird of the day bod. Just birds. No bod, just bird. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is. Yeah. Um, oh, well, what fuck. Do you got? I, I kind of missed the structure of bod because now I don't have a yeah. set bird cry other than just, just general squawk. I think I try that one every time and it never works. It, nope, it does not. But I'm going to keep trying. Keep going. Yep. Yep. One day. That's, that's nice. Yeah. It's kind of general this is a bird. general bird. Yeah. Just generic bird. Generic stock, stock image of bird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I hate that. <laughs> I also hated it. Oh, can I can I do a little whistle? Please. Oh. Oh. Sounded like a phone notification. Uh, Which I guess was taken from a bird. From a bird. So. Should probably give all that money to the bird yeah belongs to the birds belongs to the birds okay are we are we fading out now yeah, okay yeah, okay and pretty much faded. we're faded and bye bye